Every business has 10 problems at any given time that need to be solved. And the way we solve our problems is by asking questions and getting answers that help us to get to the next step, to get into action and try things. Because we can't just solve problems in thought, we need to actually take action. And to help you get into action, to help you feel confident and provide clarity so you know what to do next, I am hosting two free, completely free, live Ask Me Anything sessions on May 21st and May 22nd. They are divided by pre-launch. If you haven't launched yet, I'll take questions about that. And then post-launch, if you have a business and you're ready to grow it, or maybe you have questions about whether you checked all the boxes correctly, I'll focus on those questions. And to register totally free, you go to foodbizsuccess.com forward slash AMA 2024. Get yourself registered. You can come to one or both of them. And it's a way for you to get to know me and my expertise after working with hundreds of packaged food brands and helping them launch and scale to 100K and beyond, this is a great way for you to come and ask that burning question so you get an answer and can move forward and get more success more quickly. When we get into motion and action, we see success and we get momentum. So come join me, get yourself registered, The link is also below in the description. See you there. Welcome to Your Food Business Success. This podcast is for early stage entrepreneurs in the packaged food industry ready to finally turn that delicious idea into reality. I'm your host, Sari Kimball. I have guided hundreds of food brand founders to success as an industry expert and business coach. And it's gotta be fun. In this podcast, I share with you mindset tools to become a true entrepreneur and run your business like a boss. Interviews with industry experts to help you understand the business you are actually in and food founder journeys so you can learn what worked and didn't work and not feel so alone in your own journey. Now let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. All right. You guys have asked me for more experts, more tangible strategy and things to do to help grow your business. And I am so excited to welcome Kayla King onto the show. So welcome, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me on. Very excited to chat today. Yeah. So we are talking about people's favorite thing, social media. (laughs) Most people, I say that favorite in quotes with with a little sarcasm. Um, So yes, I met you uh, locally in Denver. Um, We were actually uh, introduced through Chanel, Good Love Food. And and I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on. People need to talk to you, hear what you have to say about social media. Um, So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about social media. What do you have to do? Why do you have to do it? <laughs> How to make it easier, all the things. Yeah, many people don't like social media. So I'm a weird breed of person that does. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be so hard. And we can 
we can make it easier on ourselves and we can get more leverage from it, which I love that you have such amazing examples that we'll get into of how you actually make social media work for you and not just have it be a whole bunch of effort that doesn't have any outcomes. Any consolation, I used to be super frustrated by social media as well, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. So I love that. So yeah, your proof. And I'd love for you to tell us your story So right now you're a freelance social media marketer and you do help a certain number of um, of food brands in the space, but I love it that you, you learned it by doing it for yourself and you have a great success story. So just share with us a little bit about your background, how you got into this space. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my own company, my senior year of college in the food tech space. So I, at the time I was creating an app for people with food allergies to find safe restaurants. And I knew that I needed a big community following to make that happen. So my first thought was to start building that community on social media. So it definitely took many years, but about three years in, I grew it to over 30,000 followers and it's continuing to grow. And I have a very, very engaged community. And so as I kind of moved in a different direction from my startup, I started helping local businesses that I met through my startup um, also grow, grow their social channels. So it's been super rewarding to see other small and local businesses grow. Um, for example, you know, Chanel, Chanel with Good Love Foods, which is where we met. Uh, I just am a big believer in her product and I love what she's doing because I have celiac disease and she sells gluten-free products. So um, I just love working with brands that have a really great mission and voice and being able to like amplify that and um, share that and build a community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, you put in your intro is building, helping brands build community, that community focused brand, because that is one of their um, competitive advantages that they have, right? Where they're smaller and grassroots and can build a community and then ultimately creating a funnel, create like that we're not just doing this for our health, but that we also want our community to love the value that we're offering and, and pay for the value. Yeah, absolutely. Making a high converting page is definitely always going to be important, but people buy from brands that they like and trust. And so you have to first give them content that builds that trust, and then you can funnel them into um, whatever product or service you're selling. And since we've been talking about Chanel, and I already sent out an email about this to my my group, but um, you helped her create, I mean, you know, sometimes like, there's no guarantee we're ever going to have a video that goes viral. And you helped her create numerous videos that have been converting even higher, but she had one that went viral. Uh, what is it up to now? I haven't checked lately. It was like 1.3 when she started. It's like 11K now. Yeah, 11K in views. And it was like, or. Oh, no, it's a, she has 11K followers. Now it's the post is at 1.6 million views. Oh, my gosh. So, like two weeks ago, it was at 1.3. So, that's amazing. <laughs> and so, more than, because at the time when she was telling us about it, it tripled her following, right? Or she got a bunch more followers, but now she's at 11K. Right. When we started working together, she was 
I think at like the high 3k mark now we've helped her um I've helped her grow to 11k yeah oh my gosh so I just want people to hear like you know there's never a guarantee that you're gonna do that but it is possible and using some of the strategies that we're gonna talk a little bit here on the podcast with Kayla and then Kayla is gonna be our fuel VIP guest, expert guest for our very first 2024 uh, call. So um, if you guys want to be able to learn more from Kayla, well, well, she'll be in in our group here soon. Um, But, you know, just to maybe circle, uh, close that story loop with Chanel. I mean, she shared with us that she got, you know, a, a certain amount of converting orders that people were buying from her website and so much so that because it was the holidays and everything, she had to like, ah, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's still just Chanel and her husband running it, which is incredible. They're doing so much work, the two of them. But because that post went super viral and there was several posts after that that also performed really, really well. Yeah. Like There was a post a couple of days later that's almost at 100K views. So her page has just been getting a lot of traction, which tends to happen when you go super viral, that traction lasts. So because of that, she just got like a huge influx of orders, couldn't, you know, handle all of it. So we, so she shut down the website, but we did build like a wait list. So in like the comment section and the DMs, we've been sending people to that wait list so that she can build a backlog. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I said that to her too. I'm like, you got to have that, like notify me when back in stock or wait list so we can capture all this excitement <laughs> when it's hot. Yeah. And that's like all part of the social strategy, right? Is each week me and Chanel get together and we're like, okay, you have this wait list now, let's do a video on it. So I'll, you know, give her a script and um, she'll put it in her own words and record it. So that strategy is really important because when your page gets a lot of traction, you need to update and notify people about what's going on and answer their questions. You can't just like let all of that traction go to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. So I want people to know there is like, they can go look at Good Love Foods, give Chanel some extra love here today, but go look at her page and see the video that went viral and then see, I love the videos that have followed after it. I've been watching them to see how she's capitalizing on this. And I know you're behind a lot of this strategy as well, which is so great that we have such a good example from our fuel community. Yeah. But I mean, Chanel is also a very involved business owner like with the community and with social. So I think that definitely makes a huge difference is like as a social media manager, you can only do so much. But if the business owner is like really involved in the strategy and willing to show face on the page, it just makes such a big impact on those leaders. Let's talk about potential impact of social media because I was telling you before we start recording that we were having this conversation in Master Your Business with some brand founders and they're like, does social media even really work? Do you actually get sales from it? Do, how much do I really need to do this? And of course, we want every brand to decide for themselves. And you know, if you show up and you're all pissy and <laughs> resentful, you're probably not going to have very good, uh, good impact. But you know, what do you see from your your perspective, the impact of social media as we head into 24? 
Yeah, I think it definitely depends what kind of brand you are and who your target market is. So I think the first question is, are you a B2C company or are you a B2B company? If you're a B2B company, it may be more beneficial to take on other marketing strategies like direct email marketing or maybe work on SEO or start to do Google ads. But if you're a B2C company, that is where I would say maybe it might be more beneficial to look into really ramping up your social media. And it also depends like what type of product you are as well. So for example, I do social media for a food truck company, but they're a food truck company just for catering. So they only do special events. And so these one-off events are just going to be, it's just going to be harder to grow and convert to sales on social media with that. It's, it's super beneficial to be able to build that brand image and show people what you're doing, but those one-off events are just not going to be as common as a CPG product where you can send somebody direct to a website from your page and have them buy it right then and there. So if you're like a food CPG product, I would highly, highly recommend that you are on social If you are more of a service, I would say like, okay, it depends what kind of service you are. If you're a life coach or a fitness coach, like still think that's a great opportunity for social media. But if you're um, maybe like a coach that specializes in something really, really specific um, and your target market is like not going to be a certain mass of consumers, then there could be another approach that works better. Um, So I I think like looking at your niche, looking at like how you are planning on converting those customers, like all of those things are just important to take into consideration for whether social media is right for you or not. And then also the last thing is like, can you do it in a way that is going to not be a nuisance to your business, right? Like, can you get in a routine of things where you're taking maybe five, 10, 30 minutes a day? doing social media because if you're spending five hours on social media day and social media like isn't your entire business then there's a big big problem there and maybe another marketing strategy might work better just because you're spending too much time there and it's not going to be worth it for you but a lot of the strategies that i think we'll talk about later is how to reduce that time and and make it actually something that you can fit into your daily routine um because Again, if you're spending just too much time doing it, it's not going to be worth it for the return. What about, I'm curious, your opinion on the different social media channels? I mean, we've had some different people um, in Fuel and on the podcast kind of talk about TikTok versus um, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, and then there's like threads and all the things. I'm just curious, you know, what's your opinion as a CPG brand, which most people listening are? where do you, how do you kind of look at those different ones and prioritize them? Yeah. So I think that I'm a big fan of Instagram personally. I think TikTok is definitely a huge opportunity for some brands, but you do need to be comfortable with posting often because TikTok to really grow you should be posting multiple times a day where on Instagram, you could get away with posting three to five times a week and still grow. Um, 
So I, I just personally think Instagram is a better, easier way to build a brand where TikTok has definitely a huge upside, but you really, really need to be committed to filming everything and just like constantly churning. Like your whole life is on video. (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, so again, like some brands like create a, a series and series can be super helpful. So in social media, if you become known for one thing, it can be really, really helpful. So my page, for example, I grew really fast because I became known for these ordering videos that I do where I record myself ordering at restaurants and that became like a repeatable series that people knew me for. And so if you can create a repeatable series that's easy, TikTok could be a really great opportunity for that because it's it's just something you can do on repeat. But if you're like wanting to do three to five posts a week, I would say starting with Instagram might be more helpful. I love that. That's super helpful. And and that's consistent with with other people have said of like TikTok is where you can find aware there's more awareness and maybe brand discovery, but Instagram is still where people are buying. But the great thing about TikTok is like TikTok has a high conversion to Instagram. So a lot of times people might find you on TikTok and then go to your Instagram to follow you and buy from you. So TikTok and Instagram are like their own little funnel. You're posting a lot on TikTok, you could send people to your Instagram where that's where they convert to buyers. How do you see the founder in their role in social media? And you all listening are probably not going to like this answer <laughs> if you don't like showing your face. But how important is it that the brand founder, the owners are part of, you know, beyond just showing their beautiful product? I think it's the most important thing, which I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear. But again, I have clients that don't show face and I have clients that do show face and the difference is incredible. People want to hear from the founder and they want to understand your story and they want to see behind the scenes footage of you. So the more that you can get involved as a founder in your actual content, the better. Because ultimately, going back to the beginning of this conversation, people want to buy from people that they trust and that they like. And so if they come to your page and they see all this content with the founder in it and they know your story, they can start to build this relationship with you. And once they feel a relationship with you, then they are much more likely to convert to a customer And not just any customer become like a very loyal customer where if you don't show face and they don't know who you are and they don't know your story, then they're just buying a product and there's a million products out there. Yeah. There's no brand loyalty and yeah, it it really does help create those raving fans. Not just like, Oh, that's interesting. Maybe, (laughs) maybe I'll go onto their website. (laughs) And also every founder that I've met, like their product usually comes from a story that's very personal to them. And nowadays that is what people resonate with. They resonate with like the origin story of why you even started this thing. And so 
kind of going back to Chanel, just because she's such a great example, like she and her husband, Justin, um, who are also co-founders, they both have celiac disease. And so when marketing to the celiac community, it's so impactful for her to come on camera and say, I understand you because I am you. Yeah. That just builds this really incredible relationship where somebody's like, wow, she does understand me. So I now want to purchase her products where if we remove that layer, then there's no, there's no connection. There's no relationship there. Right. And, you know, just speaking frankly, it's going to cost you a whole lot more money to get any impact if you remove, if you don't put your face in it, because, you know, how does Chanel compete her biscuits against, you know, some you know, Pillsbury or whatever, right? It's like, they have a lot more money <laughs> to put behind it. Even if they came out, let's just say they came out with like a celiac, you know, biscuit, friendly biscuit that um, that's really, like I said, the competitive advantage. Like Chanel doesn't have the budget to go compete head to head, but showing her face, telling the story and you don't always have to be made up, right? Like, in fact, I think people being a little more vulnerable, people looking like a regular person goes a lot farther than. Yeah, I think founder led branding is always something that I lean to with my clients because hands down, those posts do the best. All like they're what I consider like behind the scenes posts where like I'll just take what's called B roll, which is just them doing their thing, um, them like loading the truck or making something or picking up flour, just normal, like everyday stuff. But then you put some kind of text over it that tells a little piece of their story. And without a doubt, those kinds of posts always do better. Like if you can leave anything with today, like go try that. Just take a video of you sitting and typing at a computer or doing something in your business or packing an order and then tell a little tiny piece of your story. Yeah. Put it with some trending audio and there you go. <laughs> Roll with it. So good. I, it It's a different mindset. You know, when I was at Whole Foods Market, I did all the social media for our store and it's, you, you have to have a shift, right? It's not like I'm just doing my work. You also have to have like, almost have like a, your like out of body experience and be like, I need to document me doing my work. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't forget to press the record button. Right. Like get a, get a, um, a stand for your phone and just every day, like just set up the video and hit record. <laughs> and, and that's such a great point. I think that, and I was the biggest culprit of this when I first started my social media we very much want to make sure that our, like, before we post, everything is exactly how we want it to be and how it needs to be said. And the reality of it is it doesn't matter. Like, organic stuff is a time to play. And that's why it's so great is because you're not putting any ad money behind it. There's no risk there. Like if you have a post that flops, great. You post three more, like, and the next one might do much better. So I think there's definitely a vanity metric um, thing that gets in our heads where it's like, oh, if I had three posts that got 200 views, I'm terrible at social media. And the reality is, is that's just like not how social media works. 
is it's organic and it's finding your voice and it's finding your target market. And you might need to post, you know, hundreds of videos to find which ones work. But once you have one that does better than the others, then you can take that and iterate off of it and be like, oh, that worked. Something I said in that post stuck. So how can I recreate that thing with a different trending audio or in a different way? And so there's actually a really great tip that um, the founder of Stan Store always talks about. And she said, there's like three things that you should do with every piece of content. You should create a trending audio with the same idea, long form content with the same idea, and then short form content with the same idea. So you can use the same idea three different times, which is just a really great way to repurpose your ideas and keep your content um, because keep your content fresh because everybody consumes content in different ways. And so I think we're obsessed with reinventing the wheel and reinventing the wheel. But honestly, for me, I post, I scroll down two months ago and I'm like, that post went viral. I copy it. I repost it. Like nobody's going to know. So it just saves you so much time and you don't need to be constantly coming up with all these crazy ideas. Like don't reinvent the wheel, just see what works and then recreate it 10 different times. I hope people have, feel like they we are giving them permission to ditch the beautiful per- manicured uh, grid. No more of that. Permission to just play, to try things. You never know what's going to hit. And can you explain just define short content, long content? What, what was the other one you said? Define those just. So long form content might be you sitting in front of a camera and telling a story about something. Maybe it's like a minute to two minutes where short form content is maybe going to be um, like putting an audio behind it with some text and B-roll. That would be a great example of short form content. And then the trending audio is particularly on Instagram, if you scroll the feed on the very bottom where the audio is, there's going to be a little like up arrow. It's like to the right. And that will tell you whether it's trending or not. And then if you click into that, you can see how many uses there's there are. So what's really helpful is to find early trending audio. So that's going to be anything like under 2000 uses. And so if you catch an early trending audio and use it, um, then as more people start to use it, your posts will get boosted more. So I am always doing trending audio research for my clients and for myself, um, because again, you can find a early trending audio, pop some video of you typing on a computer with some text and that's it. It takes three minutes. <laughs> I love that so much. I know it's a crazy concept, but it does. It's like it takes not a lot of time at all to make these kinds of posts sometimes. And what I love is you're going to come in fuel and on our VIP call and like show people exactly how to do this. We're going to show your phone and you're going to give us tools and editing support and how to structure videos and content ideas. So you're going to give us some really tactical stuff. So I hope people will come and join us for that or catch the replay later. It's always up in the membership. So, so let's just say you're starting out and you have like 
actually, I was talking to somebody, a client yesterday, and she's like, so I'm closing out the year. She started in June. She said, I have 200 followers, which I started with zero. <laughs> so, that's an improvement. That's a huge improvement. That's like 200x, right? Um, so let's just say you're starting with, you know, zero to, I don't know, 500 followers. Like, how do you start building um, a following? And we, we talked a little bit about the different kinds of content, but what are some some ways we can grow that? Yeah. So I think determining first before you post anything, like who is my niche, who is my target market? And I mean, this is, I'm, I'm sure that you go over this marketing stuff in your, in your course, I mean, it's but not everybody, it's not all the whole world. <laughs> right. But this is like so integral before you even dive into social media. Right. It's like, if you're somebody who is like, oh, I have four different people that could potentially buy my product. I would say for social media, try and pick one because when somebody comes to your page, ultimately they want to feel like you're talking to them, that you get them and you understand them. And so if you can pick one, maybe two personas, that would be really helpful for the type of content that you're going to be posting. And then with that said, you want to build brand pillars around that. So let's say it's a mom that's super health oriented. That's the persona that you're trying to do. You would be like, okay, what does a mom who's super health oriented like to see? Um, And so you might say, okay, maybe she likes recipe videos. Maybe she wants some healthy recipe videos. So then you build a brand pillar around recipes. And so now you can just repeat and build a bunch of content around recipes. And that's one of the things that you're circulating. And then another thing might be, again, like this behind the scenes, your story, like maybe they want to resonate with who you are, because maybe you're a mom who is also health oriented. And that's why that's your persona. So maybe now you're sharing about your own life of being a mom, right? Because that's going to provide relatability. And so that's a whole brand pillar of just tons of content of you talking about yourself and the things that you do as a mom who's health oriented. Maybe a third brand pillar could be tips and tricks on like, or maybe it could be hacks on like healthy hacks. And so again, like I'm just spitballing this off the top of my mind. And you would want to sit down and like really think through it and have a strategy session with it. But if you're doing hacks, now you have a whole brand pillar around. Now you're going to be doing different hacks. And so you can see how this would make content a lot easier because instead of just coming up with random content ideas all of the time, now you're like, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to post recipes. On Wednesdays, I'm going to post a personal story about myself. And then on Fridays, I'm going to do this hack. And so then you can start building all of these ideas under the brand pillar and just be able to produce a lot of content. Because I think when people start accounts, the biggest thing that I see is A, like they don't post enough. Like maybe they're posting twice a week. Um, B, they don't do video content. A lot of brands I see just do like photos with like one sentence. And Instagram is like a search engine. So they're going to pick off of pick up off of words, which is why video content is so helpful because if you're saying lots of words, 
it's taking all of that and it's matching you with your niche. So if you're talking about mom things and healthy things, they're going to push you to moms and they're going to push you to people that are health oriented. But if there's like no SEO on your video or your caption or your hashtags and you're just posting a photo with one line, Instagram is not going to be able to push you to the audience that they need to be pushed to. So like you have to think about the algorithm as well as like you need to be speaking words and putting out content that Instagram knows is going to be for that niche, which again is why I think it's so important to pick a persona because if you're trying to do five different personas, the algorithm gets really confused and they're like, oh, well, I don't know who to push your content to. Um, so that's kind of where I would start is like sit down, do a strategy session, build your brand pillars, put ideas under those brand pillars and start to play around with that. And you can change it as well, right? So like if you want to try something new and you try that and it does super well, maybe your brand pillar changes or maybe you start a new series or you have a different like category of content that you're going to start running with. So you need to have a starting point, but then iterate on what works. I love that. I mean, basically, you know, a brand pillar, you could also think of it as just like, it's like a category bucket. It's like, just represents a certain type of thing that you're going to do consistently in the business. And um, April King with uh, Better Than Provision, she's a coach inside Fuel, and she's got a great system for that. And she's got that all dialed in. And it's, yeah, it's not rocket science. It's just like, okay, you know, we do recipes, we do hacks, we do testimonials, you know, stuff coming from our users, people, user-generated co- content, um, you know, the founder story, the behind the scenes, those kind of things. And so it just helps to give clarity. And I I think that is super helpful to know the why behind the pick one. And I didn't know that, you know, now I'm thinking about my stuff. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> confusing the algorithm. Yeah, you want to be known as the expert in that space. And again, when somebody comes to your page, if you have four different people that you're talking to, that person is going to get confused and they want to find themselves, which is why if like as a founder, you have a personal experience that connects you with your product, which again, like most of the time people do, I just highly recommend that you play on that because people resonate with people like them. And so the biggest thing that I always say is like, don't try and be someone else that you aren't because the people that are going to buy your product are most likely going to be the people that are similar to you. And so use that to your advantage, show people who you are, don't try to be something else. So Like a great example was I talked to a vegan food truck and they were like, I don't know, we like aren't sure if we should say that we're vegan because it turns some people away. And I was like, no, 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 like there's a market out there of vegan people that are craving to have a food truck experience. So like lean into that, like be you, be don't be ashamed of it. Be like, we are a vegan food truck. Um, So I think too often I see people being like, oh, well, I need to like hide this part of me or hide this part of my brand because I don't know if that's going to resonate. And social media is a great example of like the people who are like you are going to find you, but you need to authentically talk about who you are in order for that to happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. You need to pick your thing. And I, I did a, I actually did a very high performing reel one time that was about, you know, be willing to piss some people off. Like be willing to get people who unfollow you because you're going to be getting more follows. Like be a little bit, you know, play in your own lane, play, (laughs) be you. And it's okay if not everybody likes you. Oh yeah. I mean, my following was grown off of hate comments. Like I'm not kidding. I, when I started posting my ordering videos, I got so many hate comments of people that just disagreed with me and just like, not like how I went about my life. And that made the algorithm push it to the people that did care and did like me. And that's how I grew my following because ultimately like haters are only going to help boost you and controversial content usually does well. So if you have something to say and you're scared to say it, I would say that is the best opportunity to post it. Right. If it makes you, I like to say, follow the, you know, follow the nausea. Like if you feel a little, a little uh, nauseous, like you want to throw up, you're, you're heading in the right direction. So do that, lean into it. And maybe what we do is just reframe the goal of, I'm not trying to get everybody to like me. I'm actually trying to get somebody who disagrees with me and not that i mean we nobody wants hate hate comments but you know let's get some people being like i don't agree with that like that's a good thing we don't have to be scared of it it just means that actually your content's resonating with people yeah it it's just the controversy promotes conversation yeah. and when you're promoting conversation online that's how your community finds you Yep. Because I they, they defend you a lot of times. It's like if somebody's saying, hey, I don't agree with this thing and somebody else gets defensive about it, they're going to come and they're going to comment and be like, no, I disagree with what you're saying. And that promotes conversation. And overall, that's the goal is like to build a community, you need to promote conversation. Oh, well, that seems like a great place to wrap up for today because I there's going to be so much more we're going to be able to dig into in the Fuel VIP call in January. I'm so excited to have you in. Now, I know you, do, you don't have a program or anything. You take one-on-one clients, and I'm sure there are people wondering, how do I get a hold of you? <laughs> Um, I want to, I, you know, I want to work with you. I want to learn from you. Um, and I, I know you only, you told me you only had a couple of spots open as you go into the 2024, but how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? And I know you gave me a link that I'll put in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I am taking on a few more clients. I work very hands-on with all of my clients, which is why I only take on a handful but my email is Kayla at findmymeal.io if you want to reach out directly um, or the link that we are going to put in the show notes is for a ca- like a calendar link. So you can schedule a 15 minute free consult with me and we can talk through specifically your brand. I can give you like a little bit of a mini audit um, and see if it would be a good fit. And then also I do one-on-one consulting. So even if you don't want me to entirely take over your account, um, we can talk about ways to have me be able to just teach you what I know um, so that you can grow and be able to do it for yourself, which I mean is the ultimate goal is being able to 
feel really comfortable doing it long term. So it would be so fun to collaborate with you and put together a training that is maybe a paid training and lives inside food business success that really helps people get started and take those baby steps, make progress to keep going on their social media and really simplify it and walk people through these steps that you help your one-on-one clients do. Or is that too hard with social media? Does it change too much? And it's a constant, you need to go back and update it. The premise of social media stays the same in terms of like what you need to share and like how you need to approach it. So yes, there's always going to be different trends and like different platforms and how you manage it. But when it comes down to it, it's like promoting conversation, showing your face, showing who you are. Um, And then obviously there's little tips and tricks, which we'll go through um, during your, like your session on in January of just like ways to edit and how to build a video. Like those things are important, but the big thing is again, just like having the courage to show up and share who you are. So good. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And I really hope people got a lot out of it and, can take away, you know, one little nugget. It's like, you don't need to do all the things, just like take one thing from this and go put it into action. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was an awesome conversation and I'm excited to continue it in January. That was amazing. I love her concrete, tangible steps and just trying to break it down and not have social media be so scary. It doesn't have to be. And you have to be willing to be a little raw, be a little open, be vulnerable, try out new things. But it clearly can have a huge impact if you stick with it. If you just keep learning and growing and trying to get a little bit better, and it doesn't mean you have to spend all of your time doing it. Kayla is going to be joining us in Fuel VIP on January 11th. So you have a little bit of time to get inside. And I want to invite you in. I want you to know that you are welcome to join us in Fuel VIP. And there is a six-month option if you go to foodbizsuccess.com forward slash fuel. There's also a really special annual offer that will only be up through the end of the year. So it'll come down on January 1st. It's a savings of two and a half months. So you get 12 months inside the membership for 9.5 months. So it's a huge savings over $140 and you get two strategy sessions with me throughout the year. So if you really want to ensure that you are going to do this, that you're going to go to your next level, you're going to 10x, you're going to launch, you're going to grow your business, you're going to get support, you're going to get accountability, you're going to get strategies and really tactile things that you need to do next. Because I don't want you to just sit around and waste money. I want you to actually get useful, valuable tools and connection and community that help you skip the line that will get you so much further faster. So please do consider giving this gift for yourself, for your business. If this is the year you are finally going to pay yourself, if you are finally going to launch your business, you're finally going to find some help, (laughs) like this is the program for you. So please come join us for 2024. 
I would love to see you inside. Until next time, have an amazing week. The smartest thing you can do as an entrepreneur is to invest in a who to help you with the how, to speed up your journey and help you skip the line. When you are ready for more support and accountability to finally get this thing done, you can work with me in two ways. Get me all to yourself with one-on-one business coaching or join Food Business Success, which includes membership inside Fuel, our community of food business founders that includes monthly live group coaching calls and so much more. It's one of my favorite places to hang out and I would love to see you there. Go to foodbizsuccess.com to start your journey towards your own food business success.